It takes money. Stealing dreams from my dad is the only way I can feel alive. I had a calling. A calling for acrobatics. <laughs> I can't believe dad got divorced. He keeps it fresh. Vicky Smith, giant vagina. That's going to be on your Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, Jeets. She gave me some things. Way Seaboat. Queen Radio. It's in ramblings. Angel hair pasta. Hmm. It's very uh, thin for pasta. I mean, hence the name. But thick for angel hair, no, I would say. I would have thought it's perfectly sized for angel hair. No way. I think like angels would ben, have the... I would know. You've hung out for the angels? Uh, I'm just saying, have you ever seen me and a miracle happen at the same time? I can't say I have. <laughs> I don't know what that's supposed to prove. I'm just saying that... I know about angel hair hair upkeep and how hard it can be from a first-hand basis. All right. Well, explain to me why they've got such thick hair then. A luscious. They take great care of it. No, they, the lusciousness that yes. comes from lots of thin follicles. No, you're so wrong. You've never been an angel. You're an idiot. Okay, you're, well, you're a mere mortal and you've just revealed your hand, you idiot. It's true. I have never, <laughs> quote, been an angel. And you've just revealed your hand to the world. What an idiot. I don't think anyone's shocked by that fact, mm. but if they were, sorry to disappoint. <laughs> I just think that in terms of... I'm just saying it's better to keep people guessing. Like, might he be an angel? I'd better welcome him in just in case. You want people to just hedge their bets of whether or not you're an angel? Mm -hmm. That's the saying. They're like, you know, you might have entertained angels. So if people wonder, am I an angel or not? Better dinner party. What's what's the expression I mean? Like, you better be nice to people just in case an angel is rocking up to your door. Yeah. I think I'm going to Google the saying, but yeah. <laughs> I've never heard the saying, so maybe you're right. I don't hang out with enough angels. But mm. I would have thought that if anyone was going to have like the most luscious hair, it's going to be angels. And that comes from the thinnest, finest hair. Like nah. the, the thicker hair is like... Here we go. It's from the Bible. That's associated Hebrews 13 too. Do not neglect hospitality because through it, some have entertained angels. I still don't know. What does it mean though? Mm. You just, you just quoted, An angel would know. You just quoted the same thing that you quoted a second ago. It just means like make sure you're always nice. Like you literally... Take everyone in and look after them because some people have had angels in their houses without them knowing because they're so generous. So it's like saying the queen could come to dinner at any moment in disguise. Yes. <laughs> and like, she will leave you a ruby if you take care of her. Yeah, it's like the undercover boss. Yes, it's the undercover. Yes, it's undercover boss for Christians. I feel like that's life as a Christian. It's under could be undercover boss at all times. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Ben. Oh, my God. Question before we get into that. Before we introduce ourselves? Yeah. Is I feel like the whole Jesus story... Sure. Yeah, go on. Is the whole Jesus story an elaborate undercover boss? You know, he comes to Earth disguised as a human to see what everyone's up to. Is Jesus God or is he just like... Oh, Ben. I'm glad you asked. Settle in. <laughs> I just Welcome to the yes show. Or no answer. He's kind of just like God's kid, right? No, he is also God. But, like, a lot of people know he's Jesus. What? No, he's God. Well, they know he's, like... Just say they don't know that he's God. They know he's amazing. Yeah, okay, yeah, fair enough. So, it's it's, not, he's not done well at Undercover not, Boss. Yeah. That's true. Like, the minute you walk on water, I think someone's <laughs> going to be like, you know what? I think that might be uh, God or possibly the son of. 
<laughs> I'm not uh, quite brushed up on these things, yeah. but he's definitely near to or the offspring of God. He's <laughs> turning a lot of uh, of uh, water into wine yeah. and uh, it just makes me suspicious. <laughs> like, where did all the loaves come from? There was one loaf a second ago. I'm like, yeah, you're just being silly. Uh, I don't know which, but he is either God or son of God. Yeah. He's on to us. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Ben. And this is Vicky. And you're listening to Insane Ramblings, episode 204, a very accurate episode. Mm. I, uh, I say that because from time to time, we like to uh, essentially... Well, <laughs> we do that as well. Yeah. Uh, but before we get to the backtracking, we have to spout some... We make, we make some big proclamations that may or, not, may or may not be accurate. Oh, right. I thought you were say we have to spout some lies. Well, you call it what you want. Okay. But either way. Oh, we've already spouted the lies? Yeah. Oh, we spread a, a lot of misinformation, I guess, is what I'm getting at. That's and, a And uh, usually I feel like people go, oh, yeah, they just talking shit. Yeah. And move on. But once in a while, it's something that we maybe say with such certainty and it's like such an egregious claim that maybe we do have to kind of uh, correct ourselves. Okay. What have we done? Well, uh, I want to get to like a couple of small ones first. Okay. We talked about Sia a few episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Has she written in? She did. She was <laughs> a little... It's just uh, a few things I wanted you guys to... Uh, right. Get correct. the record straight. We were asking about how many ARIA awards she had won. Mm-hmm. And um, specifically, we were kind of saying, has she ever won an ARIA award? Because, like, for those not in the loop, an ARIA is, like, an Australian version of a Grammy. Yeah. But we were like, every year she would win everything that she released an album, surely. And I don't remember a time where it's, like, Sia won 10 awards that year. But... um, We were like, is she too big for the pond then? That was the thing. We were like, oh, maybe we don't even count her as an Australian artist anymore because... I don't know, her records are being produced by American records. I just thought, like, once you attain a certain level of success. Yeah, you're just too good for <laughs> yeah. the Arias. Well, it's like we're not awarding Hugh Jackman every year at the Logies. We should be. I know, I agree. Just even to have him there would be amazing. But, yeah, imagine if every year it was like, oh, again, Nicole Kidman. <laughs> but Hugh Jackman, like the Logies, if Hugh Jackman was doing a TV show, he would be in the running for the These Logies. are only TV shows at the Logies. Yeah. Uh. It's like, well, I mean, Nicole Kidman did do a TV show. Not an Australian TV show, um, I guess. Okay. So it's like, if she did the new season of Neighbours, then she oh might be God. in the running. I mean, you've plucked a, <laughs> a thought right out of my dreams. She's going to uh, show up on, uh, I don't know, what Secrets and Lies or something. <laughs> Is that even an Australian show? No, I'm confused. They're oh. all the same. Anyway, but in that same show, we talked about Gabriella Chilmi winning a shitload mm-hmm. of awards. She won uh, six. That's we, not bad. That's six more than me. Oh, definitely. And we were kind of speculating um, whether or not she was still touring. And she is. Ah. She's putting out like new music even to this day. Ah, good on you, Gabrielle. Yeah. Chill me. I mean, I listened to it. I felt like out of obligation because of so much smack talk that we did that. We episode. didn't smack talk her. We kind of. You loved Gabrielle Chill me at the time. Well, I. You were an enthusiast of hers. I was. Um, a big fan of her. I mean, you're a big fan of any attractive woman who's being successful you seem to like that generally i mean no uh i'm not disputing it but i feel like if she heard the episode she probably wouldn't have been like ben's a big fan <laughs> the, the, the gift basket in the mail well the reason that i was uh, talking her up so much was because i loved her acceptance speeches oh that's right uh, as pre- they got increasingly like well i i've really thanked everyone i guess yeah thank you to the guy who thought up t-shirts because i wear those a lot 
and they Basically. helped me to yeah. perform. Yeah, she was like really running out of people to thank and getting more and more drunk as the night went on. And <laughs> so they kind of devolved pretty quickly. That's quite relatable. Yeah, I looked on uh, YouTube to mm-hmm. even find her acceptance speeches and they put two of them up. Not even like the first one of the night. <laughs> and it wasn't like the most important one of the night. I think it was just like, here's two that weren't a complete mess. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if anyone has a copy of the 2008 Arias lying around, I would like to get my hands on the full <laughs> Gabriella Chilmi experience because uh, definitely podcast worthy. Oh, that's why I don't know that much about it. I was out of the country. Because I was like, this doesn't really land with me seemingly as much as it means to you. But that's why I wasn't here. But also, if you were here, what are the chances you were watching three hours of Arias? <laughs> I mean, come on. Hi, Ben. I don't have oh, any friends. My apologies. Uh, but the main reason I wanted to uh, bring this up was because last episode I talked about Brittany Murphy. Mm-hmm. We were talking about your new apartment. Or maybe we were just like doing hypotheticals or something. Uh, yeah. And I claimed that she and her husband died of black mold. Yeah, I didn't think that was true. So I think I disputed it at the time. You didn't. I you did. Ca- you kind of were surprised by that revelation, but you weren't like she definitely didn't die of black no, mold. No, not that sure, yeah. but anyway. Well, uh I'm basically going to read the Wikipedia entry for Brittany Murphy's death because I was like trying to research if there was any truth to this claim. Mm-hmm. When After was, you made it, best time. Well, yeah, when I was like editing the podcast, I heard myself say it. I'm like, I better double check that that's true. And usually you can find a pretty straightforward answer mm-hmm. going just like, uh, no, she had drugs in her system or yes, she totally died of black mold. Here's the coroner's report. All right. This is like so confusing and complex. Are we now a true crime podcast? Maybe. Okay. Because I'm down. I... I like, keep asking you to please go missing for the sake of the podcast. <laughs> well, we've got a good uh, 200 episodes worth that we can pull clips from for when one of us does go missing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this is all groundwork for our inevitable success as a true crime podcast. Good. Yeah. Just uh, keep in mind, when one of us does go missing, I need to take a few voice memos while you're like stuck in the well or in the captor's, mm-hmm. you know, clutches or something. We you, can- when you say one of us... Well, you think that I'm more likely to go missing? No, you than just you? seem to be leaning towards me. You're no, like, I, make sure that you take some voice memos. I'm like, all right. Why are we so sure? Well, I, I know my uh, pleas are falling on deaf ears anyway because your phone's going to run out of battery. Oh, within, within the first minute. Of- That's right. I'll be like, oh my god, I'm being kidnapped. Damn it. Yeah, <laughs> they'll never find me. Right. But all right, fine. Let's hope it's me that gets kidnapped and I've got a full <laughs> I charge always of battery. Do. <laughs> um, but. In that event, would you even be able to upload the podcast? I'd work it out. Okay, I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Between me and your sister. She relies on me for her podcast uploading. Hmm. I might get your mum to help. (laughs) This is not going to... I do... uh, You better find me. So (laughs) whatever you record during my disappearance can actually eventually get uploaded. (laughs) So yeah, here's the, uh, the investigation, essentially. Just to set the scene, Brittany Murphy was 32 years old mm-hmm. at the time of her death. Her her husband, Simon Monjack, was 40. Okay. At 8 a.m. on December 20th, 2009, the Los Angeles the Fire... mold started growing. It was fast-moving yeah. mold. <laughs> the Los Angeles Fire Department responded to a medical request at the Los Angeles home Murphy and Monjack shared. She had apparently collapsed in a bathroom. Firefighters attempted to resuscitate, resuscitate Murphy on the scene. 
She was transported to Cedar Sinai Medical Center, where she died at 10.04 after going into cardiac arrest. Oh, jeez. Shortly after her death, Assistant Chief Coroner Ed Winter told the Associated Press it appears to be natural. An autopsy was performed the day after she died. Her death certificate listed the cause of death as deferred. Mm. On February 4th, 2010, the Los Angeles coroner stated the primary cause of Murphy's death was pneumonia, mm. with secondary factors of iron deficiency, anemia, and multiple drug intoxication. Oh, uh, yeah, I do remember this. So that was like always the story that I heard as yes. well, yeah. was that it was like drug-related. But then she just got sick and couldn't fight it off, yeah. But it sounds like, I'll, I'll go into it, but it sounds like, you know, it's Because not- I remember the pneumonia thing. Okay, well... Uh, Still, it's not a clear cut because on February 25th, 2010, the coroner released a report stating that Murphy had been taking a range of over-the-counter and prescription medications, with the most likely reason being to treat a cold or respiratory infection. These included elevated levels of hydrocodone, acetophenamine, L-metaphenamine, and chlorophenamine. I don't know how to... Did I get any of those right? (laughs) All of the drugs were legal and the death was ruled to be an accident but the report observed the possible adverse physiological effects of elevated levels of these medications cannot be discounted, especially in her weakened state. So, yeah, you read that and it sounds like, okay, she... She got sick, she took meds for it, they were too much for her, plus the illness. Right. On May 23rd, 2010, her widower Simon Monjack was found dead at the same Hollywood Hills residence. In July 2010, Los Angeles Assistant Chief Coroner Ed Winter stated the cause of death was acute pneumonia with severe anemia, similar to the causes attributed to his wife's death five months earlier in the same home. Jeez. So, yeah, that does seem like a bit of a coincidence. Right. But I guess you could say... Are they living in, like, a damp cave or something? (laughs) Well, that's the thing. They're in the Hollywood Hills. Like, Like, why are they both catching such severe colds and got anemia? Like, they're in the Hollywood Hills relatively well off. Are they not... Yeah, eating if, meat. If it's drafty in there, yeah. just, I rug like, up a little. Yeah, you've got you get some af- door snakes. Yeah, you can afford to close a window. Like ten dollars from Target. Yeah, but you can go like, all right, maybe they both had a habit of um, taking like a little too much of this over-the-counter medicine. Sure. And just they're like, ah, oh, real, and knock it in on its head, and then they go a little too far. So maybe. And then what? They're also like both strict vegans. Like, why do they have anemia? Yeah, I don't know. That's what led me to think mold was involved because it's like too coincidental. Yeah. I'll continue. It was reported that the Los Angeles County Department of Health had considered toxic mold in their house Ah. as a possible cause of the deaths. But this was dismissed by Ed Winter, who stated that there were no indicators that mold was a factor. Murphy's mother, Sharon, described the reports of mold contributing to the deaths as absurd and went on to state that inspecting the home for mold was never requested by the health department. So that at this point, I'm thinking like, all right, it's an open and shut case. It is weirdly coincidental, but that's all it is. It's a coincidence. Uh, yeah, I guess. But still, it's like but a she's weird saying, coincidence. But like the mother's saying there was no mold, right? Yeah. I don't know. That's still a weird coincidence to me. In December 2011, Sharon Murphy changed her stance, mm. announcing... The toxic mold was indeed what killed her daughter and son-in-law and filed a lawsuit against the attorneys who represented her in an earlier suit against the builders of the home in which she alleged she... What, did they build it out of toxic mold? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least on some kind of mold burial ground. Yeah, it was haunted dead mold, I see. (laughs) In which she alleged she hadn't been informed about the possibility of toxic mold being present in her daughter's mansion. 
Although no evidence of the effects of mold infection was found in Brittany's body by the coroner, the results of any environmental reviews of the 10,000 square foot property have never been made public. All right, so that's like important to keep in mind. On January 11th, 2012, her father, Angelo Bertolotti, applied to the Superior Court of California requesting that the Los Angeles County Coroner's Office be required to hand over samples of his daughter's hair for independent testing. Huh. The suit was dismissed on July 19, 2012, after Bertolotti failed to attend two separate hearings. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, well, that's like... Big week for him. He sounds like one of these uh, dads that never had much involvement in her life. Right. So you could go, oh, maybe he's just trying to drum up some publicity for, you know, like this is the one way that he can kind of get attention. All right. And then while he's making these absurd statements, he's like, oh, yeah, but I've also got a book that I'm publishing about yeah, okay. her, whatever, you know, making some bullshit claims, despite the fact that he wasn't in her life. So, yeah. like, at this point, I'm like, all right, it kind of still makes sense. It's a big coincidence, but that's all it is. In November 2013, Angelo Bertolotti claimed that a toxicology report showed that deliberate poisoning by oh heavy God. metals, including antimony and barium, was a possible cause for Brittany Murphy's death. Sharon Murphy described the claim as a smear. So, uh, apparently those toxic chemicals could also be found in things like hair dye. Yes. And so, it's not like she ingested rat poison just because it uses the same kind of elements. Right. It's not really enough to be like, she was poisoned. Yeah. Okay. So, I read all that on the Wikipedia page. I'm like, all right, it's uh, weird, but I guess it's not mold. No. Then... During the rest of this uh, research... Are we going to collect a clip of where you flew to LA? Because I haven't seen you this week. <laughs> well, apparently, uh, Brittany Murphy's dad died a few years ago, so I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Well, if he was um, insistent that he would look into like finding out what happened to his daughter. Yeah. Because it was obviously a lot of mystery surrounding it. Um, and I guess he didn't achieve that, but maybe we can take over where oh, he left goodness. off. So, yeah, that, like, the Wikipedia thing makes it sound pretty cut and dry. Yeah. Until I read this in my research. Okay. So, when uh, Brittany Murphy died a few years later, her mum wrote an open letter to The Hollywood Reporter. Okay. Or, like, published in The Hollywood Reporter. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'll read these two paragraphs that I was like, this kind of, like, flipped it on its head again for me. To even mention that the heavy metals that were listed in his test are in rat poison, leading to articles suggesting that Brittany ingested that or anything like it is absurd. If she had, don't you think it would have shown up in the coroner's test of her blood and tissue? A reputable expert will tell you that what his lab did is an ethical violation of the highest order. To even pretend to be able to draw such conclusions on unreliable evidence is the real crime. This report conveniently ignores what any good scientist will tell you. A hair sample can be affected by many outside factors, including hair dye, hairspray, prescription medication, foods, smoking, the occasional cigarette, and environmental factors. One cause we know now may have been toxic mold that was eventually discovered in the house, which may have been what really killed her. We oh my God. will never know for sure. However, we do know that the Los Angeles County Coroner did extensive tests and found that she died of natural causes. So I was like all set. I'm like, good, it's not mold. <laughs> and you're like, and then I read the thing. It could possibly be mold. The last Still. update from my mum was like, it it's was probably mold. Yeah. <laughs> so what the fuck? So there's nothing we need to set straight. You were right. Not really. It, like, <laughs> it's just the fact that both you and my sister were like, I didn't know she died of mold. Yeah. And 
She might I guess no have. one knows. But, well, it's, it's like <laughs> Your sister and myself had the uh, right position. Yeah. Did she die of fault? Seems to be the right position. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Upwards inflections and question marks yeah, exactly. all around. Because, uh, like she says, at, like she seemingly goes back and forth multiple times of there being mold or not. Yeah. Which I think it's just maybe she got more information or over time. tested it or, yeah. Yeah. But someone's got to update that Wikipedia article because it definitely sounds like, according I mean, to this yeah, open letter... Yeah, I mean, letter, it is very they weird. F- they found mould in the house. Well, because otherwise you're just like two people living in the Hollywood Hills get pneumonia and die like, yeah. but in like, their 30s. But again, I'm not a coroner, but wouldn't that have shown up on the test? What? The mould? I don't know. That, that's what killed you, yeah, toxic Yeah, I mold. don't know. Anyway, the mystery continues. So, yeah, if... If we're going to become a true crime podcast, I feel like this is a pretty high-profile case that we can uh, jump on board. Good to know. I will, uh, I'll make sure that I keep my eyes on it. Speaking of uh, giant mansions, you uh, are moving out soon. I am. Yeah, definitely from one giant mansion to another. I'm yeah. glad that you are aware. And, Not uh, from one tiny apartment to another hole in the wall. That would be embarrassing. Are you ready to admit that you are indeed moving into a uh, dead man's house? I guess you'll never house? know. You keep saying that we'll never know. Yeah. I I know. You don't know. You definitely are moving into you don't this know dead that. guy's house. You're just trying to push, hoping I'll break. You're a good cop right now. You're like, I know, I'll give you a lesser sentence if you tell me the truth, but you don't know. You've dropped way too many hints that this is the case. Or am I leading you down the garden path, Ben? Why would you want me to think that you're living in a dead guy's apartment? It's funny. <laughs> I mean, it's true. I wouldn't put that past you, I guess. I hadn't Especially considered- like since I have a partner now. Like before I had to have someone in the joke with me. But now I've got a partner. There's always someone in the joke with me. So I can just mess with people and know that when I get home, there'll be someone to laugh about it. Yeah, I feel like you've got enough in-jokes that living, like tricking all your friends and family into thinking that you're living in a haunted house of sorts. Is- Are you kidding me? You think that's a bad joke? Uh, tricking all of your friends into family into believing you live in a haunted house? That's a great long con. I just don't know what the end goal is. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's, here's my, uh, my right. evidence so far. Present what you think you have. Last episode, we had an extensive hypothetical mm. where you're saying would you move into this uh yeah i knew exactly anything i said during that discussion yeah. you would save up as evidence so i muddied the muddy the waters a little well here's what you said that it's essentially like my apartment well you were going like if it was basically the same apartment that you're living in now but a few dollars cheaper a month would you do it yeah and from all accounts, but that's I exactly knew that exactly the kind of place that you're moving into. But I also knew that anything I said in that podcast, you would use as evidence. So I made sure that I mixed things up a little because there are two apartments that we were choosing between. Okay, that's all. But one was in your building and one wasn't. Or were both of them in our building? Well, I know the one that you moved into is in your building. Mm-hmm. I know it's got an identical or at least almost identical layout mm-hmm. to your current apartment, which is already weird. It's backwards. Yeah, you're going to be like walking into walls for like the, f- the first few days. I feel like I probably, it's actually really disconcerting to walk into your backwards house. I don't know <laughs> if you've ever done it. Can't say I have. No, it's very weird. Like it kind of works as well because all of the furniture we bought, we bought together for kind of the apartment we live in. So we're like, oh, if we move, 
we're going to have to kind of reconfigure how things sort of fit together. So we don't have that problem. No. But it's definitely weird to walk into the inspection of not your house and have it be your house but backwards. Yeah, I would imagine. It's so disconcerting. Well, if, if he's like, can I show you the bedroom? And you're like, I already know it's right here because I essentially lived here, but backwards. Yeah, basically. Well, and also like, but also like everything's literally backwards. Like I'll go for the sink and it's like the right hand side instead. Yeah. No, it's you'll, just so weird. Your muscle memory will have you going to the wrong drawers. For yeah. Definitely the first few weeks. Yeah. It's, oh, it's really like at least some of the fittings are different, which is good. Like the drawers and stuff are slightly different. Yeah. But yeah, the floor plan is exactly our apartment backwards. Yeah. That's, no, it's going to be taking some getting used to. It, oh, it's so uncomfortable, particularly like when we walked in because we didn't really think it through. So we walked in and we're like, oh my God, like this is our house. It's like you're in but, the twilight zone. Yeah. It feels like we walked like I was thinking Alice through the looking glass. Yeah. Right. I was like, I feel like I've walked through the looking glass into our house. It's just weird. And what about the uh, bedroom where the guy died? Is that backwards as well? I wouldn't know, Ben. <laughs> I might not be living there. Well... Well, I, uh, I, okay, I might not know for sure. I'm like 99% sure mm-hmm. though. And I don't know why you're keeping this a secret. <laughs> like maybe if you've got some kind of friend who is uh, deathly afraid of <laughs> yeah, like places where someone might yeah. have died or whatever, just keep it a secret from them. Or both, vice versa, if I'm living in the place that it's not. Then you shouldn't have brought it up in the first place. Or you should have just said that it's not that place. Nah. It's not as interesting a story. But I want you to wonder specifically. No, I, I don't wonder though. Okay. Because you're such you a do a little. You're such a terrible secret keeper. I'm the best secret keeper. Well, I mean, tell me one secret right now. No, that would make me a terrible <laughs> secret keeper. Good try, good cop. Tell me one <laughs> secret that you've managed to keep secret. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not telling you the mm. secrets. Sounds like you can't name one. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Mm. Funny uh, that. That's actually not a good... I'm going to try that on children. <laughs> I think children would fall for that. Oh, you're such a good secret keeper. Tell me all your secrets. Yeah. How do I, oh, well, you can't keep secrets then because uh, you're not telling me you got a single one. Yeah. I would definitely have fallen for that in grade three. I'm still not convinced you're not about to fall for it now. <laughs> I got close. It's just- I told everyone who my crush was in grade six like an idiot. Someone said they wouldn't tell anyone. But that's the thing. If you want to keep anything a secret, you just don't have to tell do, anybody. Yeah, well, gotta, I learned the lesson the hard way. But you didn't clearly because you instantly go blabbing <laughs> about this dead guy. If you didn't want people to wonder. No, I do want people to wonder. That's exactly what I do want. Okay, well, it's not working on me. I just mm. am going to assume and for yet, eternity. You've been talking about it now for five whole minutes. No, because I want you to just give up. No. Nope. Will, will you like stay and spend a night in our house? Like if we needed I mean, someone I to house it. I wouldn't be afraid to do it. If we needed someone to house it, would you do it? Well, you don't have any pets or something. Like there's no reason plant. for that. <laughs> Rare orchid. Well, I, it needs misting I in the also morning. have a plant that I could be here watering. <laughs> bring yours over. Bring you could, I bring yours to my plant. <laughs> no, ours has to sit in a very specific spot. The sunlight is yeah. uh, much more That's actually why we're apartment. moving. Oh. We had to move to the opposite house so you could raise to get the your exact orchids. right orchid sunlight. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah, if we had a set of, like, Singaporean orchids that needed to be misted every morning for a week. We're going Singaporean orchids and not, I don't know, a dog that needs to be <laughs> no, looked after. orchids. Because you can bring the dog here. Can't bring the orchids here. Oh, my mistake. Yes. Would you come over and mist them? Would you stay there to mist them in the morning? 
I wouldn't be afraid to do it. I feel like logistically it's annoying. <laughs> you could set up some kind of timer on a you know spray bottle and it would have the exact same effect. Why wouldn't you want to stay in our apartment? It's a great apartment. You don't want the beach view? I just have an awesome view here. Like it's Yeah, but not of the beach. You say you're talking like you're living in Brittany Murphy's 10,000 square foot mansion. Maybe I am. She's the person that died. Well, if uh, if you're living in Brittany Murphy's mansion... Oh, watch then, out for mould, maybe. Yeah, then I, <laughs> the only reason I wouldn't come visit is, is because of the Surely the, mor- the orchids hazard. will let us know. The orchids? Orchids. I meant to say orchids. I just... <laughs> <laughs> the rare Mork and Mindy commemorative orchids. <laughs> That's actually where I went with it. <laughs> um... Yeah, uh, I'm not not staying overnight for fear of <laughs> potential ghosts, if okay. that's what you're getting at. So if you were paid $10,000 to stay in our house overnight, you would? Oh, I'd be instantly suspicious. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, this seems like $10,000 essentially to do nothing, but sure. <laughs> I told you, missed some orchids. I, yeah, if you want to hire a gardener for $10,000, yeah. I'll gladly take the, take the part. All right, good to know. Um, it's always good to have an expensive backup gardener in your pocket. <laughs> I'm going to need to see the money up front. Though. Oh, damn. Changing tracks a little bit. Mm-hmm. I went out for uh, to a comedy show during the week with oh, my nice. sister. Always disappointing, though. Why? Better than us, probably. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was actually a pretty good lineup. That's good. And we were getting some drinks beforehand, mm-hmm. just uh, kind of in like a pub area. And there was some, uh, some youths. Oh, no. One could only describe them as... Oh dear. Essentially flirting with my sister oh. from like across the room. How? That's amazing. Well, like I, had I don't my, know that skill. I, I don't need to know it, I guess. I had my back turned to Even them. better. Well, I felt not even better. Stealth, long range flirting. I don't have that skill down. It, definitely, Do you? it definitely wasn't stealthy. Uh, well, yeah, it was how overt you, long range flirting. How do you know? You were facing the other way. Well, I was getting Kirsty's play-by-play oh, of the event. Well, that's what they didn't factor in. I mean, it wasn't working. You've she got was, to always check out the relationship first. She was definitely turned off by uh, the glances that she was getting. Oh. Like, I know that they were trying to hit on her, okay. but they certainly weren't coming off in... Like, she was, she was not tempted to suddenly <laughs> join their crew. But... Uh, the thing that annoyed me about it mm. is that, sure, I'm her brother, but they don't know that. That's weird. They just You've see gone down me. a weird thought pattern. You've never experienced this? I have not. What if it's just like you and me out on the street or whatever? Yeah, I don't feel that way still. I'm like, I never feel like I could be his girlfriend. It's fine. Never, really? I was The only time I've been offended, I think I've talked about it, yeah. a girl you liked at the time went past and I was wearing bright pink track pants because we were just recording or like popping down to like get a video game or something before we came back here and played it. Yeah, you, that's the uh, the story from uh, the 200th episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I was only offended because she's like, are you on a date? And I was like, what does that say about me? The, well, that's the opposite wear, of what like, I'm talking about. Right, pink she, sweats. She did assume that we were a couple. And that's why I was annoyed because I'm not going on a date <laughs> in bright pink sweats. You don't want anyone to assume that... You're a couple. I want everyone and to assume any time. That I'm a couple. <laughs> I make my partner walk two steps behind me or in front at all times. Yeah, just, just you see you. I don't the, like people to know that I have any human connections. Apparently. It makes me vulnerable. I like to keep people guessing. Did someone die in my house? Who knows? Am I single or not? Hard to say. 
I know you like to think you're keeping people guessing. Mm. No one's guessing. No one's guessing. Well, yeah, I know. I think it's more about me because I'd like to think that people care. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's your downfall. That's the, uh, that's the first point of keeping yeah, people yeah, guessing yeah. is that they need to care about finding the answer. Well, I guess that is probably the most likely scenario that occurred. There's a good chance they saw me, assumed that we were together and still did not care. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no, I've had the opposite problem where people thought my brother was my boyfriend and it was weird. But they're not going like, now kiss or something. No. Like, what, what makes it weird? Well, someone texted my high school boyfriend, I think my high school boyfriend, or maybe the one after that. Yeah. And was like, oh, I saw you misses with another guy. And I was like, yeah, it was my brother. Oh, like, they we were walking to our house. They thought that you were cheating on your boyfriend with your brother? Yes. And so they were trying to be like the white knight. And yeah, like, they're like, just so you know, man, like I saw her like get off the train and walk off with some guy. I'm like, yes, my brother like cool and to my up. house. <laughs> yeah, I think it was off the bus. Yeah. So how much older is your brother? Uh, four years. Oh, okay. I was thinking like 10 oh, years. Oh, no, not him. Reason. Like that yeah, was possibly her dad would yeah, be right. like, <laughs> yeah, he's like nearly 20 years older right. than me. Okay. No, four years older, that one. So that was weird and uncomfortable. So you've definitely, I feel like you've fallen on the right side of history. By not? Yeah, I don't want anyone to assume that my boyfriend is my brother or that my brother is my boyfriend. Yeah, that that one. The boyfriend is your brother is like, that's easier to disprove. Is it? How? Well, you just kiss your boyfriend. and they'll, Ooh, you know, Maybe just... they're like, stop kissing your brother, you freak. No one's making that <laughs> assumption. <laughs> Unless you're wearing like matching brother and sister t-shirts or something And then even at that point people assume you're doing some kind of prank show or whatever (laughs) No one's assuming I'm doing a prank show Hey question In TV shows, we've been watching a TV show lately Think about it, why don't you? (laughs) I know, I have eyes Mm. Um, And two kids who are both adopted into the same family So like adopted brother and sister Are like in love with each other Okay. Is that weird? Of course. But yeah. It's less weird than, you know. See, I thought not weird. I wasn't weirded out by it. Well, what age are they now? Adopted? Oh, like babies. Yeah, then it's weird. Like, it? I've, I've heard that you don't have any sexual attraction to someone that you grew up with if you're younger than five. I thought, like, you... if you're normal. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you're like younger than five years old when you kind of meet them. Okay. Or like yeah, right. are raised together. together. Well, I know the only reason I was going to say is they were kind of more, they weren't, they knew they weren't family from yeah. as soon as they could reason. Yeah. And they were more raised, like the way that they were adopted, it was basically an orphanage kind of, or like maybe like some sort of, yeah, like kids home more than like a family really. So maybe that influenced it, but I don't find it weird at all. Whereas the person I watch it with, their family members are adopted, like two sisters and a brother and they were like this like is unwatchable to me because now he's just picturing them like yeah longingly yeah. staring at well each he's other like it's just room. like watching it's just disgusting like it's incest to them to the person watching it because they're like well i know people in this situation and they are family but i mean like did he watch game of thrones that's actual incest yeah and did that turn him off definitely oh okay because <laughs> like, like was anyone turned on by that well, probably some people, but <laughs> no. I feel like most people just watch it and they don't think like of themselves in that scenario. No one thinks of themselves in that scenario, but I was like into this, like it's not sexual, the show, like it's like... It sounds like it's a bit sexual. 
It was a porn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it was. It's like young adults fiction, basically. So I, it's just a nice love story, I thought. And he and they, the person I was watching this, is like, this is unwatchable to me. Like, I, I actually want to turn this off because it's just like, I can't get over the fact that they, to me, are as very much brother and sister because that is actually someone in my family lives in that. But you're saying that like no one that watches this show has a brother or sister no or like game of thrones then like no no, no, no. i'm just saying that to me i don't know anyone who's adopted really that i know of. But i just take the adoption out of it mm. game of thrones as you say yeah that is weird even to me that's weird i don't like that but you're are you going like i can't watch this because it's incest no uh, i'm definitely not like hanging out for those scenes it grosses me out but not you're not off put to the same degree is what I'm saying. I'm pretty off put. Probably a similar degree. You're saying if there was like a slightly bit more of incest or there was just like the dragons weren't that interesting. You're like, what am I watching this show for? Yeah. Okay. So I just <laughs> I I Because I haven't finished Game of Thrones. Probably for partially not for that why. reason. Oh, come no, on. It's weird. It's weird, but it's not like it's fictional, you know? It doesn't matter. It does absolutely matter. Oh, if this was you have a sister, of, you're disgusting. <laughs> this is my point. That shouldn't be the thing that goes through your head. <laughs> if you're watching actual brother and sister no make one's out, watching that again, someone's <laughs> definitely watching that. But that's not the show they're making. They're acting. They're actors portraying brother and sister. You realise that TV isn't real, right? Oh my god, what? I thought we were just looking through a window, like in play school. You know, you pick the window, through you go, and you're watching the world. I didn't even know if those play school scenes are real. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> you know, little Ted and big Ted. Hmm. They're not making out. They're related, same last name. I think they're adopted though, so it's okay. <laughs> it's cute, damn it. You need to watch the show and tell me if you think it's sweet or weird. Because I thought it's really cute. Umbrella Academy. Okay. Um, I can tell you now that I'm not going to be like weirded out by it. I, I might not think it's sweet, but um, like, I'm definitely not overthinking it to the same degree that you are. <laughs> That's the huge. Uh, yeah. But from, uh, from one thing that mm. I definitely have been overthinking, mm-hmm. if there's a foundation of this podcast... Well, you tell me, what would you say is the core of Insane Rambling? Stuff my dad does. That's a pretty good one. I don't have a Roger. <laughs> I don't have a Roger update, unfortunately. Uh, I feel like I have to almost rely on you for yeah. those. It's oh, here's a Roger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That one. This is a good time. Always. Um, he came over yesterday to help us move house. And he fell asleep watching a show. And I said, if you weren't interested in it, you should have just said. Right? And he was like, there's just not enough incest. I don't care. <laughs> Um, oh, also lived in like a family that wasn't his. So I'll have to ask him what he thinks. But anyway, yeah. So he fell asleep during the show. I said, if you weren't interested, you should have just said, and I could put something else on and we could have got up and done something else. He said, no, I only fall asleep during shows that I find interesting. (laughs) (laughs) That is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. I know. He's like, if I start finding a show interesting, I immediately start falling asleep. Did he explain any... More than that? Well, of course. Me and my partner stood there agog. Going like, what? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, because I relax and start to enjoy it. Yeah. And that's like, you know, I'm focused. I'm relaxed. I'm so relaxed I fall asleep. If it's a bad show, I can't relax because I'm sitting there thinking, what the shit is this? This is the worst show ever. 
I can't watch he's this. He's trying to like analyze and work out ways that he could be fixing it. No, not at all. He's just thinking, I hate this show so much that he can't relax. It just brings up too much passion in him. <laughs> <laughs> like the hatred keeps him awake. I think it's literally just like... If I'm enjoying it, I'm not thinking, so I fall asleep. If I'm not enjoying it, I'm thinking about how I don't like it, and that keeps me awake. But by the same reasoning, wouldn't he be thinking about how much he is I guess enjoying? not. When he enjoys something, it just lets it happen. It just washes over him. Like, yeah. What if he's watching, I don't know, Rocky or something that's got like a lot of action scenes? Well, again, this was like that movie about the NFL player that killed people. Like, it definitely wasn't oh, that slow moving. The documentary. Yeah. Okay. Like, that's a big topic, you know? Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen it, but I, I assume it's uh, going to keep your heart pounding a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know what it would take. Well, that's why I'm wondering. Like, if does he ever fall asleep in giant action sequences? Probably. That you'd think would be... I guess so. He's really relaxed. He's like, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. <but it's laughs> like... I'm loving this. I'm so relaxed. I asked him... Have you ever felt anxiety? He said, I don't think so. Have you ever felt anxiety? <laughs> he said, I don't think so. Never in his whole life. Yeah. He uh, said, I've been stressed a couple of times. Um, and uh, for those not with a photographic memory of Rodney's actions, he was at one time apparently <laughs> a cage fighter. I guess you don't have much to get anxious about. When you're a cage fighter? <laughs> yeah. I feel like if you don't have anxiety at that situation, you're a psychopath. <laughs> He's like, I might have been anxious a little bit when I was in the cage about to fight with my bare hands for my life. That was like, that got the blood pumping a little, but I wouldn't call it anxiety. Yeah, he's like, I've been stressed a few times, but I can't really relate because I was having anxiety. And he's like, I can't really relate. I don't know what that's We've like. We've got to send him into some kind of, I don't know, like he should have joined the bomb squad or something. <laughs> he should have. He should have been like the guy in Hurt Locker. <laughs> Sending him to every war to just de-escalate conflict because it seems like he can stay calm in the craziest situations imaginable. I don't know. This is his own report. I've never seen him. I've seen him angry, but I've never seen him anxious. Have you seen him stressed? I don't know. I'll I'll get back to you. (laughs) I I don't know. Probably not. But maybe he just gets angry when he's stressed. Because that's like almost a superpower. I've seen him normal or angry. That's you. You've got that superpower. You're content or annoyed. Uh, I don't. I do fall asleep in some movies. <laughs> I gotta say, I never maybe analyzed it to the same degree. Maybe he's onto something. <laughs> I just assumed it was because the uh, cinemas had some pretty comfy chairs around here. Also, that we've got a pretty comfy couch he was sitting on. I mean that that couldn't be the you know. I mean, he had a sandwich. He had a coffee. It was all set up. Well, look, a coffee would keep you awake too. No, though. not him. He hasn't before bed. What? He has a coffee before bed. Full helps caffeine, him sleep. not like yeah, decaf no. or anything. He said he has helps a coffee him before sleep. bed. It not, helps him not sleep. Not just like he... Doesn't have an effect. Yeah. No, the opposite. It helps him to sleep. He, so if he's like up late, can't get to sleep. So he's better. never not been able to get to sleep, by the way. That's also a superpower. <laughs> I, I do wish I had that ability. I don't think I've ever known him to struggle with falling asleep. Interesting. Someone should like study, <laughs> study this man's him. body when... Uh, when he dies, because we've got some like, well, maybe before, because we've got to do some brain scans, yeah. I feel, work out what the hell's going on <laughs> in there. But what I was going to say, the, uh, the, the other building of the block, podcast. Yep. apart from Rogic, I would say is SMS kit. Oh, yeah. That's been there since day one. Yeah. And usually you've got pretty good SMS kit, I would say. But I've some, gotten worse lately. Well, this is what I wanted to uh, bring up with yeah. you. 
because there's one thing that you've started to do that I just got to like nip right in the bud oh, right now. It's the single question mark. It's the most infuriating. Oh, I do it all the time. Get I hate it. it. Strap in. It's, it's happening. Not, I'm not getting used to it. Well, you're going to be receiving it. I'm telling you from now on, if I get another one, I'm not answering whatever question you have. Because so you want me to type out what? Anything. Because, really? Well, because I could Where's make... Where's the last one? It, See, look at all this. You lie. It was definitely within the last like two weeks. I'm going to keep scrolling. I've been... I've received at least like three or four of these from you in yes, the last couple it's of months. so efficient. If it's efficient for you, it puts all the onus of the question on the person you're It just messaging. literally means I have no idea what you just said. It's, it comes off as like a big like middle finger <laughs> along with a question <laughs> it mark. It doesn't. It's like, fuck you, but still get back to me because I've got questions. No. Also, I'm now back to 16th of Feb. No question mark. It doesn't matter when the last one was. Mm. Every time that I get one, <laughs> it's the pain in my fucking ass. You've really, you've really held on to this anger. Well, we haven't some, done a podcast since. I can tell. Yeah. I've seen some pretty funny cats. Oh, great to see. But my point is like, I could make like three statements. Does that question mark mean I don't understand any of them? Yes. I don't think it does. <laughs> I can't find the example. Well, then you, you scrolled too far. You missed it. I'm back to like February 1 now. Yeah, I've definitely received one before you lie. since then. You lie. Are we going to do this? Yeah. All right, fine. It might have been on uh, like Facebook mm. or something. I mean, it's you're saying it like that doesn't mean you did it. I'll go look in Facebook. Yeah. January 31st. Oh, yeah. Jan 31st. You said, hmm, and I put a question mark. Yeah. Because, hmm, what, hmm, what? That means why are you sending me hmm? Because you said I won't pass that on. And then I said, hmm, like I was disapproving of oh, your... I thought you were like, hmm? No, there was no question mark on my hmm. I've literally sent it to you once. I'm now... No, that's the most recent time. No, I'm back in December. No, because I received that in January and I wrote back you a question mark because I was so sick of having to deal with <laughs> it's this. It's not true. I'm back in December on both versions and there are no other question marks. So I don't know if someone else is question marking you, but it ain't me. Well, either way, I'm putting mm, a stop to it with you. After one, that's harsh. It's, well, it's definitely not one, but one, one, one is too many. <laughs> it's infuriating. It's not that infuriating when you say, hmm, and I send a question mark. But what's the question? Like, if you didn't understand, hmm, there's not enough of a statement to be like, like, what part of hmm don't you understand? I feel like you would be a terrible manager. Someone does something once and you're like, no, you're fired. I, I wouldn't have brought this up <laughs> if it was once. It's definitely once. You can't even find another example. I mean, I scrolled, I just scrolled back to January 31st and I found one. I'm all the way back to December in both chats. I mean, like, the point is... You're insane. That's the point. No. Yes. I'm just putting an end to it. You're insane. I'm saying if Well, you... I'm putting a question to it. And that's the problem. <laughs> you, ad- you admitted that you're doing it. That's the... Ah, once. I think you have an anger problem. You said at the start of this conversation, yeah, I love it. It's so efficient. <laughs> I think you have an anger problem. Okay, then don't piss off the guy with an anger problem. Definitely that's not how the world works. Go to therapy. <laughs> Or you could just stop doing the one thing that's triggering I've the anger. I've done it once and you're so angry. And look what it did. That's on you. Let's, uh, let's bring up something oh, to lighten the mood, shall, shall we? Shall we? From time to time, we like to offer 
a bit of advice mm-hmm. to uh, to people who are struggling with mm. uh, some big problems in the world. Last time we uh, helped out a guy who... Well, a, a woman whose husband was obsessed with rafts. Oh, all of a well, sudden. I don't think we helped her. We just... Mocked her? <laughs> yeah, no, I just listened and... Figured that was pretty unusual. Well, that's good too. We can just provide a open forum for everyone to engage yeah, in absolutely. The listening I'm here for experience. It. So uh, I've got a couple more that we can uh, shine a light on. Mm. The main thing is, yes, this might be a question that someone posted on Reddit years ago, but someone out there is suffering from the same oh, problem always. And so we we'll, Reddit is representative of the human condition. That's my theory, and so. Uh, Someone listening to this will find some... Solace well, and understanding. Well, it'll be like, I'm not the only one out there suffering and maybe we can help them. Mm. So uh, this again is from the relationships subreddit. The user Cheeky Hot Chicken Roll I know that this you problem. spend a lot of time in that subreddit, Ben. And yet it hasn't helped me one bit. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not with your anger problem. Or my relationships. <laughs> I'm going to post your question mark thing on Reddit. And you'll see they're on my side. Go for it. If someone does this once, should you yell at them you for five that's minutes? That's a lie. It's, it's not, not a once. Lie. If I did it, if it was once, I wouldn't have brought it up. That's so untrue. There's no other evidence of it happening. I'll, I'll bring you more evidence mm, next time. Okay. But I can't. I we don't need to spend ten minutes scrolling through my phones. I, 18 female, left my laptop open and my sister, 15 female, replaced everything in my hobbies and passions section on my resume with (laughs) just garlic bread as a joke. I unknowingly sent it out to about 20 to 30 businesses and now I have no idea what to do about it. Yes, Reddit, I know how hilarious this sounds and I promise you this is not a joke and as I am genuinely freaking out right now. I'm soon finishing up secondary school, high school, and I'm looking for my very first job in the summer. So when I was filling out my resume, I didn't have a lot of experience to mention, so I decided to do a hobbies and passions section taking advice from others. I stupidly left my laptop on the kitchen table today while I, was went, to, while I went to the shops to get some tea, and my gobshite of a sister thought it would be the joke of the century to delete my hobbies and passions section and replace everything with a single bullet point that said garlic bread. <laughs> Now I had closed the Word document, saving it before leaving. She opened it, changed it without telling me, and saved it and closed it before I came back. She knows bloody well <laughs> that I'm looking for jobs at the moment, and she knew that I'd spent the afternoon working on my resume. I came home with the tea anyway, and since I was happy with the resume, I didn't bother to recheck it. Madness. That's I, always madness. I had no idea someone would change it to garlic bread while it's gone. I sent it to multiple job applications <laughs> from an online hiring site which had places hiring in my town. I'd say I sent this garlic bread resume to about 20 to 30 (laughs) institutions in total. It was only after I sent them that I decided to recheck my resume when I noticed the horrific alteration. (laughs) I'm absolutely mortified. I immediately confronted my sister about it, getting a strong sixth sense that she was the most likely culprit, and she thought it was fucking hilarious. (laughs) She literally laughed until she cried while I was standing there nearly crying from stress and mortification. See, this this wouldn't have happened to Roddy. He's never been that stressed. No, I don't think he has. My sister has always been a joker, and she gets away with bloody murder, but this was so serious. I'm sick of her pulling off this shite to everyone around her, thinking it's funny or cool or something. It was only when I explained to her the full seriousness of the situation and that I had sent it to 20 to 30 places that she copped on and apologised. 
Not sure if she was being genuine, but the words I'm sorry definitely left her mouth. Then she had the audacity to blame me for it, asking me why I hadn't checked it before sending it off. I screamed at her that I had checked multiple times before leaving to get tea and didn't expect anyone else to change it while I was gone. <laughs> she then backpedaled and insisted she meant it as a joke. Like, just a prank bra mentality, but I'm having none of it. <laughs> I don't know what the hell to do now and to rectify the situation. I have never job hunted before. I don't know how serious this stupid mistake is. I live in a large, uh, a large enough Irish town, but small enough for businesses to spread gossip. So I'm terrified <laughs> that they'll all know now not to hire the garlic bread girl. <laughs> Should I email the places I applied no. to explaining the situation no. or will I sound like a complete knob? <laughs> Technically, it is true that garlic bread is a passion of mine. <laughs> Simply because it's delicious, but obviously it's not resume worthy. <laughs> the businesses probably think I'm taking the piss and it's extremely unprofessional. I'm so annoyed that this is my first impression in the working world. I'm not even hired and I fucked up already. <laughs> Should I resend them my application with my resume fixed? Should I move on and forget about the places I applied and applied to new businesses with a rectified resume? Should I just fucking move town at this point yes. since I've clearly made a fool of myself already? Also, how do I tell my parents? How do I talk to my parents or my sister about her stupid, spoiled, bratty behavior? TLDR, my sister changed my hobbies and passions section on my resume to garlic bread as a joke and I sent it out to about 20 to 30 businesses in my town unknowingly. I have no idea how to fix this. <laughs> I feel bad for her. It's funny, but I feel bad for her. I mean, she's obviously having a time, Yeah. What would you suggest would... Uh, Let it ride. I wouldn't worry about it. I'd say most people probably have skim read it. That was my yeah. thinking as well. They're probably not even, even Most of them wouldn't... Like, some places would have gone straight in the bin anyway. Yeah. Other places, they've like looked at your experience and been like, yeah, bring her in. Like, and maybe if you applied to 20 to 30, maybe 5 to 10 have actually seen that. And then, like, it's definitely not the weirdest thing that I've seen on a resume. Really? Yeah. What have you seen? I can't say, but like some weird shit. Like as in people's hobbies or no, their like, like work experience? Yeah. Or like weird, awkward turns of phrases in a cover letter. Like a friend of mine told me that she was like reading cover letters for some position and it said like, I hope that um, I can find a way to please you as much as you can please me. Yeah. That is like the kind of thing that probably... Like it, it's innocent enough, but it's like but obviously someone's got English as a second language or something. Oh uh, yeah, like yeah, right. Not like quite understood, but that might come across right. like or. But yeah, I, I feel like you're we're on the same page here. They're, most people probably don't even write, yeah don't even read it, and uh, the people that did will either like laugh and be like, oh, she's just like a kid, or like not think about it. Like, so there's probably like two places where it's really even rated a giggle. It depends on the job. But if someone like had the otherwise, I was otherwise... thinking like if you're a Pizza Hut or something, like she's leaving high school. Yeah. So I'm guessing like if it's a summer job, it's like going to be yeah, like Pizza Hut, like clothing, like nothing serious, like anywhere that sells garlic bread. Uh, that's what I was thinking. I was like <laughs> maybe for some of these places that's a plus. Like if you've applied at local waitressing stores, maybe they're like waitressing stores. No, you know, was, that was go to little... buy waitresses. Restaurants, they'll be like, all right, me too. Who doesn't love garlic <laughs> Yeah, bread? exactly. Well, she admits it is technically a hobby of <laughs> I think most places won't notice. Some, yeah, about probably 5% will have noticed. Hopefully half of those, it'll be relevant. And maybe two of those people will laugh it off. But yeah, I feel like you can easily bring it up in the job interview as well. And Absolutely. Like, like, sorry oh, about that. Oh, by the way, my sister updated my resume without me knowing. Yeah. 
But on a side note, how good is garlic bread? Oh, I would, I've unironically listed it in my hobbies and interests section. Well, that's the thing. Like you mentioned, if um, like, you know, pizza places or bakeries or whatever mm-hmm. list it, it could see it as a, as a pro. If you're like going for a, a job as like a stand-up comic or something, I guess probably less interviews involved yeah, in that profession. Yeah, some none, but like I would say. A, I don't know, like a comedy writer. Yeah. If you've just put <laughs> hobbies as garlic bread, I'm like, this guy's this got chops. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, she's in Ireland. I feel like they're, a, you know, they like Craig. That's, that's good too. They love some good crack over there. They'll probably think that's hilarious. All right, one Remember more. Remember that Reggie resume? It was good crack. Yeah, especially the hobbies and interest mm. section. I think she's overestimating how much business is gossip. Did you get that weird resume? I did. Don't hire her. It's the <laughs> yeah. garlic bread girl. Yeah. Hi, uh, this is Kmart calling. Is that, you know, Maya? <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to check. Did you guys uh, at a completely different department store that is no way connected to us receive the garlic bread girl Uh yeah, resume? make sure you check everyone's hobbies and uh, interest section because... Actually, this is her name because she might try there. and update it. So yeah, yeah. make sure you take this down because if you get one, like if you've got it, I wanted to laugh about it with you while we both set it on fire and put it in the bin together. If you don't have it, write down this name because this girl's career needs to go nowhere. Yeah, there's at the um, convenience store near our building... There's one of those security cam um, screenshots of someone who I assume was like shoplifting or right, something yeah. pasted on the wall. And I, I can only imagine that many local businesses in our town are going to be doing the same thing. Just taking that resume photo and plastering <laughs> it everywhere. Like, do not serve this woman. Because like, I've never... Especially garlic bread because, you know, she's <laughs> she just... She loves it. Yeah. I've never like had a colleague... It's be none for anyone else. So annoying that I rang up a competitor and I was like, I just want you to know we've never met. We're just in the same business. And I know that we're technically competitors, yeah. but I wanted you to know that she's the worst. <laughs> yeah, I think we all need to band together and dodge this bullet. <laughs> Yeah. We've never met, but take down this name because they're really the worst. You're going to want to remember her in the future. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, businesses really don't gossip. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that, that security cam mm. criminal. Have you ever seen the the pictures that they've got on the? Yeah, I could not tell that person. Well, that first of all, yeah, the footage is usually so low res that it could be me. Right. I'm like, is that me? Maybe. But like the one that I always laugh at is like this dude in, he looks like he's got some kind of exotic fur coat (laughs) and like this giant beard. And he's like the screenshot that they've taken. He's got such a a swagger (laughs) that I'm like, what's, I really want to know this dude's story. Like, did he just like, it's like, he totally looks like he's just a pimp basically. (laughs) And like, did he just like swan on in, grab whatever he wanted? And walked right out again. Probably including the uh, cashier. Like he just picks her up. Come with me. Yeah, baby. Let's go out of here. Because, yeah, like I've I've rarely seen an outfit like this outside of (laughs) (laughs) 70s movies or something. Or maybe like Snoop Dogg concerts. Amazing. It's something else. Uh, one more uh, advice section before we go. Sure. Me, 22-year-old female with my partner, 25 male of three years. He does very disturbing and disgusting things with his pillow and I can't uh, take it anymore. What? This is from Pillow Problem 123 Using a throwaway account as I don't want this disgusting thing linked to my main account. Also, I'm not an English native speaker, so forgive me for any mistake. Here we go. I met my boyfriend three years ago and we were roommates during our internship abroad. 
After one amazing year together, we went back to our own countries and did two exhausting years of long distance with extended visits in between before we moved together to a new country. Adjusting to live together was not that hard as we did it during an internship abroad. However, during these years, he developed a disgusting habit that I have a serious problem accepting. Oh my God. He is grabbing the corner of his pillowcase, wrapping it around and pulling it until it is long, sharp and curly and then putting it into his ears slash nose. He can't stop doing that. Yes, he can. At the beginning, he said it was to help him relax and fall asleep. But now he's just doing it all the time. If he gets a text while he's poking his ear slash nose with the pillowcase, he would just leave it inside the hole and use both both hands to text. Then go back poking. Oh, that's making me gag. Is there much more detail? We're about halfway through. Oh my God, I can't take it. Sometimes he does it even during sex. He makes a baby voice and speaks to me, pretending to be his pillow, saying things like, hey, I'm pillow. No! (laughs) I want to visit some holes. He, he, he. Just creepy. (laughs) That's gross. Of course the pillowcase turned brownish and it's completely disgusting. I thought that maybe this was some way to cope with the stress of moving to a new country. But he told me he was doing that at home too. And he is not stressed at all about being here. He enjoys his life here so much. I spoke with him and told him that I find it disgusting and to please stop. But he has said that it's his own way of relaxing and also focusing. He does it while studying and working. So if it bothers me that much, I should just look away. I'm worried, especially because we want children in the future, and I'm afraid that they will pick up this bad habit. I'm asking him if he is planning to do it in front of them, and he said he doesn't see any problem with that, as long as they're trained in doing that only with pillows and blankets and not sharp things. (laughs) I'm actually going to vomit. I can tell. Reddit, what can I do? I'm going to vomit. I love this man so much, and I totally save future with him. Just not a pillow in his ears slash nose. Is this a deal breaker? Yes! TLDR, my partner's way of relaxing is putting a pillowcase inside his facial holes. It's disgusting, and I can't deal with it anymore. Oh, my God. Why did you tell me that? you got to learn to appreciate your relationship by knowing what other people are dealing with. My relationship is amazing. Yeah. There you go. Are it's you all about like perspective. in cahoots with my partner? You feel like I don't appreciate him enough? That's right. <laughs> is that what this is about? Well, sometimes it feels like you're taking these the things for granted. Do I take my partner for granted? Well, at least the fact that he doesn't stick pillows in his ear. Yeah, he's not gross. That's for sure. There you go. Like, he's not perfect, but he's definitely not gross. And he doesn't make creepy voices while saying, I'm pillow, he, he, he. Like, I think that part, he's obviously just fucking with her. Oh, because absolutely. he knows she hates it. But I feel like there's only one solution, and that's to break up with him. Absolutely. Like, he can't control it. He can control it. Yeah. It's not like a facial tick. Even if he's just doing it because he knows that... It messes with you? Yeah. At some point, there's no excuse. This is... Like, when the pillow goes brown because of it... Oh. <laughs> I actually can't talk about it. We need to move on. That's... Oh. Into the bucket if you're going to throw up. That's disgusting. Uh, well, on that happy note, I feel like that we've uh, come to the end of another episode. Yeah. Oh, that's. Oh, I actually feel sick. I can tell. It's disgusting. This is uh, the first time I've seen you like this since the spider in Don't, the microwave. I will throw up. 
<laughs> Thanks everyone for listening. You can email me Ben at insaneramblings.net. You can reach me Vicky at insaneramblings.net. Podcast at insaneramblings.net will find us also. You can go on Facebook, facebook.com slash insane ramblings for shareables behind the scenes and to talk directly with us. Jump on iTunes where you can rate, review and subscribe. So every new episode is automatically downloaded to your, uh, to your podcast app of choice without ever having to worry about it. Away. Sea boat. Ugh. What is going on? <laughs> I know. Like, if anyone listening sounds like we're in the, the middle ghost of is angry. Quake. I didn't move into the haunted house. Yeah, but apparently you brought it here. Cause, yeah, because I didn't move in. Well, it's yeah, the spirits have attached to you when you were in doing the inspection. That's right, or and it was like you said you would live here, and then you aren't. Yeah. So I'm angry. That's like the fourth time that during the recording of this podcast, all of the posters on my <laughs> wall have like rattled, and yeah, it's uh, something's going on. Insane ramblings.